your left hand to your right and tell your neighbor we have seen the last day in general. Say it like we are grateful. We have seen the last day. We shall see the last day in 2021. We shall enter 2022. We shall see many more decades. And nothing will cut us short before our time. Your hands together. I welcome you to the sanctuary of the Most High this morning. And I thank God because He has given you and I the privilege to be here. Some people are not in the presence of God now. But if you are here, it's a privilege. Wherever people are gathered in the name of the Lord, it's a privilege. To be gathered in his presence. Today, we'll be looking at a theme called the keys of fruitfulness. But before we continue, we will pray. Let's be on our feet with you. Before you. 
Lord, we pray that you will speak to us from your throne room above and that you will bless us mightily. Amen. We pray that you prepare every heart to receive your word and you will cause your word to come forth unhindered in Jesus' name. Amen. We take authority over this place and banish any wandering spirit and any power that seeks to interfere with that which you will do in our lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, with our hearts lifted up, we exalt you. Yes. Above every single situation or circumstance that is here. Above every life that is here. Above every destiny that is here. And we decree and declare that your name shall continually be praised on account of each and every one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. As we open your word, let your light permeate every darkness. Amen. Open the eyes of our understanding. Overrule anything that man wants to do and establish your counsel. At the end of it all, it's not even the those that share the word or those that hear the word that are blessed. It's those that do it. The grace to do. The grace to abide. Father, release upon each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you because you have answered our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Please be seated. God bless you. Today we are looking at understanding, um, sorry, the keys of fruitfulness. The keys of fruitfulness. And everybody likes to be fruitful. Everybody likes to be fruitful. Fruitfulness has different meanings to different people. If you are married and you have a delay in having children, you say, ah, something is trying to tamper with my fruitfulness. If you are at a job and you are not making progress, you think that something is tampering with your fruitfulness. Everybody likes to be free. But the good news this morning is that God Himself has empowered us to be fruitful. So it's not about what you like, it's about what there is a power inside of you to achieve. So this morning we are going to be looking at the Word of God. And like the Lord always helps me to do it, there is a condition and a blessing. So as we look at the keys of fruitfulness this morning, we'll be appreciating God for what he has done. And then we'll be looking at what the things we are supposed to do to ensure that this fruitfulness is seen by all. The keys of fruitfulness. But before we continue, let me just say this morning. That in the year 2021, your fruitfulness will know no bounds in Jesus' name. If you thought that you are fruitful before now, God will redefine fruitfulness for you in Jesus' name. And if there are things that you have been saying, no, I'm not okay with it, 
God is set to do a new thing in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the year of Yahweh. Amen. Never forget it. Whatever we do this year, remember the keys. We cannot achieve anything without going back to the keys. This is the year of Yahweh. So we are looking at the keys of fruitfulness. And when I was looking at this thing, I asked myself, when was the first time God used faithfulness in the Bible as we have it with us? So I went back to Genesis and that's where we are going to start because we are going to start at the very beginning. And the one that we start with the beginning and the end, it was not fail. Genesis. So can somebody please open to Genesis or three people, four people, Different people. We'll be looking at that word. I will not take the one that, first of all, God told the uh, animals and the fishes to be fruitful. Then I left that one. I went straight to Genesis 1.28 because we are not fishes and animals, we are human beings. So one person should please open Genesis 1.28, another person Genesis 9.1, another person Genesis 12.2-3, and if time will permit us, we will look at another book of Genesis. The first time that we see the God, uh, we see God talking about fruitfulness. Genesis 1:28. Who is reading for us? Genesis 1:28. Thank you. Please take it just that first place again. And God and God blessed them. Mm -hmm. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. The Bible says, And God did what? Blessed them. And then after he blessed them, he said what? Be what? Fruitful and multiply. So let's look at Genesis 9:1. Somebody else? And God blessed Noah yes. and his son, uh -huh. and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Stop there. So we went to Noah. Thank you, my brother. And the Bible said, God did what? Blessed Noah. And then he told, told him, Be what? Fruitful and multiply. Tell yourself, I will be fruitful in Jesus' name. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12, verses 2, 2 to 3. And I will make of thee a great nation. Okay. And I will bless thee, okay. and make thy name great, uh -huh. and thou shalt be a blessing. Mm -hmm. And I will bless them that bless thee, uh -huh. and cause him that bless thee, uh -huh. and to thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Okay. When I'm referring to that scripture again, my brother, you will take it, so please take note. Then, maybe for the last time, Genesis 28.3. Genesis 28.3. The key of fruitfulness. Genesis 28, 3. And God Almighty blessed you and made the and multiplied Stop there. So when you look at this, thank you, uh, Sister Celia. The passages we have read this morning, um, put Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 to 3 aside. You can see three words reoccurring. What are the three words? Blessing. Blessing. Fruitfulness. Multiplication. Multiplication. Those, that is the, that is the package from heaven. Blessing, fruitfulness, and what? 
multiplication. But when you look at it very closely, the Bible says, and God blessed them. So it looks as if when God created man, the first thing he did after doing everything was to do what? Bless man. Let's go to Ephesians chapter, uh, our Bible passage for today. And interestingly, that's what we are doing in the discipleship class. If you don't make it to the discipleship class, please make it to the discipleship. That is where we are built. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. We are moving to the New Testament. Because you can see all this one that we are talking about right in the Old Testament. What? New Testament, yes? Who is taking that for us? Okay, you can take it, just, just take verse 3 because of time. Verse 3. Mm -hmm. Blessed be God and Father of our Thank you. Take it slowly. Blessed be the God, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Thank you. So the Bible says, Blessed be the Lord, our uh, Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who has done what? What has He done? Blessed us with what? Spiritual blessings, how? Uh -huh. And then in who? In Christ. So we will not read all the passages because of time. What are we saying? When you look at Genesis, the Bible says God blessed. It occurs over 60 times in the scripture. God blessed. God blessed. God blessed. So it suggests to us, or it tells us, that the foundation for fruitfulness is what? Blessing. Are we together this morning? The foundation for fruitfulness is what? Blessing. For you to be fruitful, God must first of all do what? Bless you. And the good news is that the Bible says God blessed them. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 2, the Bible says we have been blessed with all, it didn't say some, it didn't say most, it said all spiritual blessings. So once you are blessed, you are now empowered to go and be what? Fruitful. God said, be fruitful and multiply. But he didn't say, go and be, he said, I have blessed you. Now go and be fruitful and what? Multiply. Being fruitful is a process. Blessing is already what God has already done. So maybe we are sitting down here. Sometimes because we don't have understanding, the devil cheats us. The Bible says once you come to Jesus, you are blessed in Jesus Christ. Ah, there's something that is trailing me. I can see this thing. And you are born again. The Bible says any man that is in Christ Jesus is a new creature. So no matter what has been trailing Anybody in your lineage, anybody in your family, anybody that you know, the moment you enter into Jesus, you change location. Then the blessing of Abraham that is now given to us through Jesus Christ comes upon us. That's what the Bible is saying. Then you say, oh, but there are so many things that happen that uh, we can see that something is still, you think that something is not right. It's possible. We'll be looking at that. 
is possible, but it is possible because you lack understanding. I went to tell her this morning, and that's why the Bible said, My people perish for lack of. Finish it. My people perish for lack of. Knowledge. So you can have something, but if you don't know that you have it, and the devil knows that you don't know that you have it, he will continue to cheat you. Until you rise up one day and say, Come on, stop this. My case is different. You can't cheat me again. It's a factor of understanding. It's a factor of knowledge. It's a factor of God inspiring your life. So, the foundation for fruitfulness is blessing. And the Bible says, God has blessed us. You are not blessed outside Jesus Christ. You, as a born again Christian, you are blessed inside Jesus. So, the beginning of fruitfulness is blessing. You are sitting down here today and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to be fruitful. True fruitfulness can only be found in Jesus Christ. So you must first of all give your life to Jesus. But once God blesses you, that is the empowerment, that is the grace, that is the anointing, that is everything you need. Then the Bible says, go and be fruitful. Now, when you say somebody should be something, what does that mean? What happens is simply saying that the person should go and become. To be something is to become. To become something at times takes time. Are you together with me? So you plant, I can put three seeds here. And they all look the same. But the cocoa seed will take how many years to grow? It will be more than the seed of maybe an ordinary plant. Is that not so? And the other seed, if it's just chocolate seed, it will just take maybe some months or corn, maybe three months, but they are all seeds. The process of becoming fruitful, the process of multiplying is that process that we want to look at today. What do we do as Christians? To God has already blessed you. And the Bible in fact tells us, let's look at, uh, at some other scriptures. So the beginning of fruitfulness is that you must understand that you are blessed. Understand your position in Christ. It's like saying that we are married, women. The Bible says that who is the head of the home? Eh? Who is the head? Is the, the father. It's a positional blessing. When you are a man and you get married, you don't begin to pray and say, Father, make me the head. You are already the head. Are you together? But if you start saying, ah, God, make me the head, what you are simply saying is that, let me be able to demonstrate and show that I am the head. You have been made the head by Jesus Christ. Nothing can turn you. Some people say, eh, if you are the man, and then maybe you, have, you don't have a job, and your wife is the person that is maybe fending for the family, it does not make your woman the wife the head. Are we together this morning? It does not make that woman the head. Forget all this feminist doctrine that says, eh, when you are a bread woman, you are the head. It's not true. What is simply happening is that something is, you, have, you have not been able to manifest the position, but the position is there. So you have to understand your position in Jesus Christ that you are blessed. You don't pray for it. You pray to manifest what you already are. The Bible says Christ is the head of the church. He is already there. 
So the blessing is your position. And the Bible tells us that because you have been blessed, nobody can curse you. Numbers 23 verse 8, somebody. Numbers 23 8. Another person, Numbers 20 23. How shall I curse? Whom God hath not cursed. Thank you. Thank you. Then verse 20 of that same 23. The same, uh, sorry, verse 20 of the same chapter. Behold, mm -hmm. I received commandment to bless, mm -hmm. and he has blessed, mm -hmm. and I cannot bless it. Thank you. 23 of the same chapter. Surely, uh -huh. there is no enchantment against Jacob, uh -huh. neither is there any temptation against Israel. Mm -hmm. According to his time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel. Thank what you. The Bible said there is no what? Enchantment against Jacob. And there is no divination against once you are blessed, my people, understand something, you are blessed. And that blessing is not because I'm driving a car. That blessing does not start with you having a fat bank account. That blessing does not start because you are living in your own house. The blessing is found in Jesus Christ. So the moment you understand your position, that you are blessed, and like the Bible told uh, was it, uh, Abraham, he said, I have blessed you in Genesis chapter 12. And anybody that curses you, I will curse. Anybody that blesses you, I will do what? I will bless. Then you understand that you have a blessing that cannot be reversed. That is the foundation of fruitfulness. For us to begin to think that fruitfulness starts with money or possession or what we can do is to change the order of God. And then you do not become different from an unbeliever who maybe does not have Jesus Christ in his life. So the first thing I want us to understand today is that the beginning of fruitfulness is what? Blessing. The beginning of fruitfulness is what? Blessing. And every child of God has been blessed. So understand your position. If you are sitting down here today and you feel that, ah, hey, but I cannot see it. The way my life is, I cannot see it. Then we will begin to ask ourselves some questions. We will begin to look at some keys. How do you activate the blessing? How do you, uh, what do you do to make sure that the blessing is demonstrated? It is expressed. Because you can have something and it's not showing. It does not mean that you don't have it. It simply means that you don't know how to activate it. To activate something is to make something to do what? To work. So how do we activate the blessing? In such a way that we become fruitful. In such a way that we become uh, God's blessings are multiplied upon us. Those are the things that we are going to call the keys of, to, or of fruitfulness. And when somebody is fruitful, it does not hide. It shows. If you have a tree that is fruitful, once you look at the tree, what will you see on the tree? Plenty fruits. If you just see four or five, six fruits, it's just, it has just started to yield fruit, but it is not yet plenty. But when we are talking about fruitfulness, we are talking about being full of fruits. We are talking about somebody's life that is showing in every area that God is with that person. And those are the keys that we want to look at today. 
how to um, activate the blessing that God has already put inside of your life in such a way that you become fruitful in every way. Just that's what we are looking at. So what are these keys? There are so many keys. And we cannot look at so many keys. But we'll look at maybe four. Minimum of four and maximum of five. And then we'll be done. So how do we activate the blessing? Now that we know that we have been blessed through Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing. That's what the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. And as we went through Genesis, through Exodus, we kept saying, God said, I've blessed you. I've blessed you. I've blessed you. So the blessing is upon your life. The blessing is inside of you. The empowerment to succeed is on you. The empowerment to prosper is in you. The empowerment to do well is in you. Whether you can see it or not, it is there. But at times it needs to be activated. At times it needs some time to show forth. That's what we want to look at this morning. How do we activate the blessing? That is what we mean by keys of or to fruitfulness. Number one, I'll be, we'll be looking at a number of things. Number one, the faith factor. Number two, the, what you see through the eyes of your mind. I'm not talking of what you see outside. And you know, the Bible says faith is the evidence of things what? Hope for. Is that not so? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you are looking at faith, you are not really the, the moment something is seen, then it's a manifestation. You don't need faith for it again. So we'll be looking at the faith factor. We'll be looking at the factor of that imagination, uh, the eyes of your understanding. Some people call it imagination. Some people call it um, what you can think. We'll be looking at your authority in Christ. We'll be talking about walking in the spirit. And then we'll be looking at a higher level. That's what we are going to be doing. So number one, how to activate this blessing, the faith factor. The faith factor. Romans 10, 17. Another person, um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. I'll just pick maybe three. Just another person, Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Activating fruitfulness. What do we need to activate food, uh, our fruitfulness? Number one, the faith factor or the faith key. The key of faith. Romans 10, 17. So it's then, a popular scripture, yes? Yeah? So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, the Bible says, so faith comes by yeah. hearing and hearing by the word of ah, The church is cold. Faith cometh by hearing. and hearing by the word of God. Okay, we'll hold that, we'll come back there. Let's have Ephesians 6, verse 16 and 18. Should I take it from here? Ephesians 6, verses 16 and 18. Above all, taking the shed of faith, where with ye shall be able to quench all the fairy that of the wicked, and take the garment of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay. Praying always with all prayer and supplication of the spirit, and watching there also with all desires and supplication for all sins. Thank you. First, who can tell me what's in First Thessalonians five seventeen? 
The Bible says, pray without ceasing. Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step to the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of workers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his, on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, with, which gives his fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Thank you. So we are looking at the faith factor. And as the first scripture we said, said, faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of So, what that scripture simply tells us is this. The scripture is saying, your faith has levels. Is that not what that scripture is saying? Your faith has what? Levels. The amount of the word of God that is in your life will determine how great your faith is. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you are facing a particular situation now and you are in a particular need and the devil is telling you that this need can never be met. You are going to die in this need. But faith tells you that I'm not going to die in this need. What is going to happen is that the Lord is going to supply all my needs according to his riches in what? Glory. So when God wants to supply my need, the Bible did not say it is according to what I have. It says it is according to his riches in where? In glory. That's what the word of God does. And when that word comes to you, what happens to you? Your faith is what? Built. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3 says that when the person meditates on his delight, is in the law of the Lord, day and night. What will happen to him? He said he will bring forth his fruit. Is that what the Bible says? And he said whatever he does will do what? Prosper. But there is a condition. The Bible says he is meditating on what? The law of the Lord. In other words, the word of God, he is meditating on it day and night. Joshua 1, 8, the Bible says meditate on this word day and what? night. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Joshua 1, 8 said, then you will have good what? Success. That's fruitfulness. But when we want to begin to look at fruitfulness, we are saying, number one, we have to meditate upon the word of God. We have to pray. Thessalonians says that we should pray without ceasing. Because when we pray without ceasing, we are building up our faith. When we read the word of God all the time, we are building up our faith. So when a situation comes your way that is contrary to what the word of God has said, you will reach out to the key of faith. You will begin to use that key. You will begin to confess it. You will begin to declare it. You will begin to speak it. And the situation will do what? It will change. It will comply to what you are doing. Let's go further. Ephesians um, chapter 3 verse 20. Can somebody please take it? Ephesians 3.20 We are looking at the keys to unlock our faith. Our conversation is in heaven. Okay. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that Ephesians 3.20? I'm, um, I'm looking for that place that says 
the Lord is able to do exceedingly abundantly above whatever you ask Him. Is that 320 you are reading now? Okay. Thank you. You will take it again. Well, let me get there in my Bible. Ephesians 3.20. How do we unlock fruitfulness? That's what we are looking at. Ephesians 3.20. Now take it again. Now unto him that is able to do a abundantly above all that we ask for according to the power that God has in us. Thank you. The Bible says unto him. Now, who is that him? God. Is that not so? And the Bible says that he's able to do, number one is what? Exceedingly. Number two is what? Abundantly. That's fruitfulness. Then it goes on. He says, above that which we do what? Ask or think. Ask or think. So what the Bible is saying here is that when God wants to release that law of abundance, when God wants to release that law of exceeding provision, what does he do? He will first of all look at what you have asked or thought. I don't know if we are together today. Now, when the Bible says, in above what you ask or think, the Bible is talking about prayer. Because the Bible says, ask and you shall do what? Ask and you shall do what? Receive. So what the Bible is saying that when you sit down and you say, God, please bless me. And please, whenever you are praying to God, be specific. Be specific with your request. What you want God to do, be specific about it. Ah, God, bless me. Bless me with admission. Bless me with 50,000 naira. Bless me with a male child. Bless me with a new house. Bless me with a job in some soul place. Whenever you are asking God for something, the Bible says, God is able to do above what you ask or think. So every time you are praying, you are already sowing the seed for what? Abundance. Are we together this morning? Because the Bible says, if we do more than you ask. So when you say, God, give me the power to heal the sick. God in heaven will say, because you have asked for the power to heal the sick, I will even give you the grace also to raise the dead. He will do more than you ask. That's what Ephesians 3.20 is saying. But if you are going to ask in faith, the word of God must be inside of you. And how do we know that you have faith? It is what you see. What Ephesians 3 is saying, what you think. Some other people will call it what you see. What do you see? Ephesians 3, what you think. What do you see? What you see is a factor of how much of the word of God that is in with you? That's why the Bible says, here, according to the power that worketh in you. Genesis 13, verses 14 to 17. Can somebody please read it? Another person, 1 Samuel 17, verses 46 to 47. Genesis 13, 14 to 17. So, as, okay, go on. Yes, Genesis 13, 14 to 17. And the Lord said unto Adam, After that, Lord was separated from him. Lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where thou hast not worn, and sat 
Thank you. God said, I will give you as much as you do what? As you see. Is that what God told Abraham? He said, as much as you see. He said, all the land that you see, that's what I will give to you. Let's have um, 1 Samuel 17, 46 to 47. 1 Samuel 17, 46 to 47. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, mm -hmm. and I will smite thee mm -hmm. and take thy head of thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines. Mm -hmm. This day mm -hmm. must be powers of the dead, mm -hmm. and the wild beast of the earth, mm -hmm. that all the earth may know that there is a God of Israel. Thank you. That's right. Who was talking there? David. Mm -hmm. David was talking. The Bible says that. Uh, Goliath has been threatening the people of Israel. The way certain situations are threatening us now. You know? David was the first person in the scripture to be recorded that he killed his giants, even before the other people went to the promised land. And he said, go and spy out the man. He said, ah, the people that we saw, they are giants. So, the Bible says that this giant was threatening them. We have giants that are threatening us. Some of us have giants that are threatening us. Anything that you have you have not yet seen. And I say, ah, God, what is this thing going to do? I have a need. It's a giant. I need that. It's a giant. I want to go to school. It's a giant. I need a better job. It's a giant. The Bible says that it was threatening them. But you know what David did that interests me? The Bible says that the Philistines said to him, so you, who do you think you are? You this tiny boy that you are coming. Like that situation that you need something. And the situation is saying, how do you think you will ever get 50,000 Oh, dear, you are not even, you are not serious with yourself. So as you are standing here now, you think that something can happen to you now, and fifty thousand naira will suddenly come to your hand. That was what Goliath was doing to David. But see what David said. David said in verse forty-six, he says, "Please tell it again, my brother." So forty-six. This day, mm -hmm. the Lord delivered thee into my hand, uh -huh. and I will smite thee, uh -huh. and take thy hand from thee, uh -huh. and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines, uh -huh. this day and the powers of the earth, uh -huh. and to the wild beasts of the earth, uh -huh. that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Thank you. You know what that tells us? Ever before David killed um, Goliath, he has already seen Goliath dead. Is that not what that scripture is telling us? He said, I will today, he said, God will give you into my hand. That's what he said. He had already seen Goliath was dead. He said, I will cut off your head and I will give it to the animals to eat. That is the power of what, what you see. So you are sitting down, you have any challenge at all. Anything that is bad, that looks as if it is barren in your life. Because the opposite of fruitfulness is what? Barrenness. And it's not only when you don't have children that you are buried. Anything at all that you are trusting God to do. As you are praying, what do you see? Are you waiting for that thing to come into your hand physically? Or are you are seeing it through the eyes of your understanding that God has already done what? Giving it to you. So when you want to unlock the keys of fruitfulness, you must have faith and the faith must be such that sees. The Bible says it's a substance. But that substance is not what you are holding with your physical hand. You can comprehend it through the eyes of your spirit. Abraham saw, David saw, Joseph saw, 
Even Jesus saw. Jesus said he saw the joy that is before him. But we are not going to go there. So when you want to unlock fruitfulness, no matter what that giant that is standing before you, that is saying you are not going to exhibit this thing, you are not going to uh, depart from this thing. In the whole of your family, they keep dying poor. So in your case, it cannot be different. In the whole of your family, they die at the age of uh, 40. So the fruitfulness of long life will not be your portion. In the whole of your family, there is no graduate. So you will continue to do menial jobs till you die. Ah, in the whole of your family, nobody has ever built a house. So you see this room that you have rented, you will continue to rent one room to the other. You will never buy cement to put any block on. Those are giants. But the Bible says, when you know what the word of God says concerning you, you will pick that word of God and you begin to use it to address that problem. And what will you do? You will see the answer even before it physically comes to your hand. That's what the Bible means by above what you ask or even imagine. So, what do you see as you sit down here this morning? That's my question. What do you see? Do you see yourself in the place of glory? Do you see yourself in the place of fruitfulness? Do you see yourself in that place of abundance? Do you see yourself in that place of plenty? Or when you are doing it and the devil says, ah, you are not self. The devil will always talk. Goliath kept talking until the stone entered his head. He kept talking until the stone entered his head. Until you take up your weapon of faith, until you use the weapon that God has given you, that situation will continue to do what? Shout at you. So, what do you see? Are you ready to speak with authority? Mark, Matthew, I think it's Mark. Mark 11, 17 to 20. Unlocking the fruitfulness, the keys of fruitfulness. You need faith. You need to see what the word has promised you even before you see it with your physical eyes. Mark 11, 17 to 20. Okay, no, that is Mark. Is that Mark you are reading? Yes, Mark. I think it's Matthew. Matthew 11. Okay, I'm looking for that place that says, because of our time, and you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And cast into where? The sea. And it shall be so. So as you sit down here today, you must realize that you have been blessed. But the power of God is inside of you. You activate the power. You activate it through faith. You activate it through prayer. You activate it through the word of God. You activate it through the authority of God that is inside of you. Until you use that authority, nothing may happen. Even if it looks as if something is happening small, it will still go back to normal. Romans 8, 11. Romans 8, 11. The keys to fruitfulness. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus mm -hmm. from the dead dwell in you, mm -hmm. he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also keep in your mortal body mm -hmm. by spirit that dwelleth in you. Thank you. 
So the Bible is telling us that the same spirit that raised Jesus up from the uh, dead, dead is the same spirit that is inside of us. If that spirit can raise Jesus from the dead, it can raise anything that is dead in your life. It can change anything that is barren in your life. All you need to do is to understand it and do what? Activate it. Activate it. Bring it to life. Cause a reaction. Let something take place. Let me say something. For example, if you are in the house now and you use gas to cook, maybe you are using gas to cook, normally they will tell you that you should not bring fire near gas. Is that not true? You should not bring fire near naked gas. Why? What will happen? Explosion. Explosion. So you will be told that you should not take your phone to the kitchen because it can result in what? And then, but when that gas was there and the gas was common and you were using a regulator to control it, there was no explosion. I went together this morning. What brought about an explosion is because that thing that is called gas came in contact with something that is like fire. Then what happened? There was an explosion. If you put petrol somewhere, and you take matches near it, they will tell you, do not smoke, do not ignite something. The moment you just put petrol somewhere, and it comes in, even if you don't put it, let it come in contact with heat from the sun. What will happen? The cave can explode, because there is a contact. So what happens is that this blessing that is inside of you, the moment you begin to build up yourself with the word of God, the moment you begin to pray, the moment you begin to talk, the moment you begin to speak, the moment you begin to declare, you know what you are doing? You are causing a reaction. It's going to contact that blessing and cause there to be what? An explosion. But if you keep quiet, you say, I'm going to say what I see. So you wake up in the morning and you are having headache. And the Bible tells you that by his stripes you were healed. And then you wake up and you say, ah. I, I, I know the Bible says that by itself, but I'm having a headache, so I'm going to say that I have headache. What you have done is that you have covered the blessing. Are we together? But when you get up and you say, ah, but the Bible says, by his stripes, I am healed. You headache, I command you to go away. There is going to be a reaction. The moment you keep your mouth closed, the moment you do not say what the word of God is saying concerning you, then you close the blessing. The moment you declare it like David did, the moment you declare, that's why the Bible says that life and death is in the power of what? The tongue. You have to speak what the word of God says. And you are not speaking from an empty body. You are speaking from faith. There was a man that saw how uh, the, the apostles were healing people. The Bible says, and he went to meet somebody, and he said, ah, I want to cast out demon from you, just the way the disciples are casting him. And what happened to that man? The Bible said, the demon said, who I know? Do you know the story? Said, God, I know. And, but who are you? So what you are saying is that, when you are speaking the word, if you are speaking the word in faith, Satan knows if you are speaking the word just because you want to make it look as if you are a spiritual person, Satan knows. But the moment you are speaking the word in faith, that word is going to cause a reaction with the blessing and there will be fruitfulness. I don't know if you are following this one. So, 
What we are saying is that the keys to fruitfulness really are with you. You have to stir up the blessing. You have to stir it up with faith. You have to stir it up with what you can see by your eyes of faith. You have to stir it up with what your mouth says. So I've been working in a place doing a linear job for one year. But I know that the purpose of God for my life is that I should go back to school. Even though I'm going to that place to work, I know that it's just a gap filler. I keep telling myself I'm going to go to school. The Lord God has promised me that I am going to be the head and not the tail. He's going to open the doors of admission for me. One day I'm going to walk through the gates of a university. One day I will come out a graduate. Where you are and what you say, there is no relationship between it. Keep saying what you want to see and you will see what you say. Somebody said what? Keep saying what you want to see and you will see what you say. But if you keep saying what you see, you will never see what you want to see. That is the way these things are. Another key to unlock fruitfulness is to get understanding. Is to do what? Get understanding. Ephesians 1.18. Ephesians 1.18. Get understanding. Anybody can take Ephesians 1.18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints. Thank you. Hosea 4.6. Hosea 4.6. Get knowledge and get understanding. Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of what? For lack of what? Knowledge. Now, what are we saying when we say get understanding or get knowledge? Because they are actually twins. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. They are triplets. Although they have slightly different meanings. But that's not what we are doing today. You should get understanding. Paul said that the eyes of your understanding may be what? Enlightened. You need to get understanding. Let's give us some. In the whole night, Pastor was saying certain things. He said, ah. You look at your life and you see that the way your life is, is different. Um, things are not working the way it should be. Ah. Pastor said, You are a tailor. And then your child is also a what? A tailor. And then you are now a grandparent. Your child's child is also what? A tailor. Pastor said, There is a problem with that track record. And those are the things that we want to use prayer to break that day. But let me say something to you. Anything that you do, anything that you do as a child of God, there is a place also of, the, of prayer, there is a place of the word, there is a place of blessing, and there is a place of what? Understanding. Are we together? So pastor gave us the example of somebody who sews for Obama's wife. If you are somebody that learned how to sew, maybe 30, 20 years ago, are you with me? And today, you still want to use that knowledge that you learned 10 years ago to sew for Obama's wife, if you know what. Do you know why? Because sewing has changed. 
That's understanding. Are we today at this morning? There is something Obama's wife is looking for. You don't have it. Pray from now till tomorrow. Even if they introduce you to that person, when they check what your output is, they will come back. Because things have what? Changed. There was a story about somebody. They call it, they used the story in business schools. And I went for one training, they used it. Then in the year 2018, I was privileged to go and encounter that person by chance. They told us in the school that time that there was a lady that was a graduate. And she she was a graduate, but she loved to cook. So she said, I'm going to cook. I'm not going to go detailed into the story. Cut long story short, she started to do what they call moi moi. You know what moi moi is? Somebody said, can moi moi bless anybody? Can I sell a pan and be blessed? Can I sell for puff and be blessed? She started to do what they call what? Moi moi. But she did the moi moi from now till eternity. Moi moi will be made from what? But what you do to the beans is what makes the difference. I cannot say I want to do my money now, go and do plantain. They say it's not my money. The way our mothers taught us to do my money, they told us that when we carry the beans, we wash it. Is that not so? And then we bless it, that's it. But what understanding does, what enlightenment does, is that it teaches you how to do the same thing in a different way that makes it more attractive to this generation. So she started doing this my money. I'm telling you a true life story. She started doing it, no shop, she would put it, carry it around, she would go to offices. One thing led to the other. People started saying that this moi is wonderful. This moi is excellent. Until one day, she was sponsored abroad. I'm telling you a true life story. To go and teach people how to do moi moi. Moi moi. Is it possible? You know what she has? She has been able to get more enlightenment about how to do that moi moi that made it more attractive and carried her from Nigeria to America. Now her story is being taught in all business schools. So when I went to a boy trading in 2018, she, they called the moi moi no leftover. You know what that means? When you eat the moi moi, you will not leave anything left in your place. So I remember that I saw the place no leftover, I entered. I went to eat the moi moi. I said, let me eat this moi moi of this woman that I've been Truly, the moi moi looked good. But I was so, but when I looked around, I said, is this the place? I said, this is not her main place again. She now has a shop on Allen. You know what she did? She has added enlightenment and understanding to what she already knows. Are we together this morning? Apart from praying, apart from fasting, apart from reading the word of God, the world is moving, my brothers and sisters. What did I say? The world is moving. You cannot say because you are a Christian, you will not move. I'm not talking of moving into sin. I'm talking of improving on your skill. Improving on that thing that God has put inside your hand. Because very soon that thing that looks as if it's a big deal now will be outdated. And when it's outdated, nobody will pay you big money for an outdated skill. Are we together? So you are a painter. And they taught you that when you want to paint, you carry brush and you are doing it like this. But today, when you get to Lekki and Aja, they are not painting. What they are doing is called screeding. Do you know what screeding is? They'll do it like a foundation there. 
and then put paint on top. It's greedy. Now, you learned painting in technical college in the year 2015. Yeah, no, not, maybe 2010. And this is 2021. They say, can you paint very well? You say, yes, I can paint very well. Then they call you to come and paint a place. I know of somebody. I introduced him to somebody. I said, go and paint their house. He went there to paint the house. After he painted the first time, they said they will not call him back again. Is that one the demons in his father's house? What is chasing the guy? He has not improved on his words. We are not talking. We don't like what we are hearing today. He has not improved the words. So they now went to call a Muslim. They say, but the Muslim is not blessed. Is that not true? You say, but they call a Muslim. And they said, today, who do we use for most of the jobs we do now? Is it not Muslim? If you are looking for most of the people that are still, they call them Muslim. They say, Muslim. And the person that I introduced him to, he said, Pastor. He said, I don't like what this person did. I cannot call him back. So he went and called somebody else. And when he called that person, what happened to that person? The person did an excellent job. He said, I will use the Muslim. Because this one is not a matter of church. It's a matter of how beautiful my house looks. You know what that Muslim has done? The Muslim has improved on his knowledge. So when we say do something, uh, get enlightenment, like the Bible tells us in Ephesians 1.18. Enlightenment is go and get more information about how they do what you are doing. Are we together? Go and get more what? Information. It's not the way that we were teaching. When I went to for education to know how to teach small, small children, they told us that this is how we teach them. Today, the way we teach them has changed. The way we teach them has what? Has changed. What did we do? We went to get more enlightenment. You cannot sit down and say, ah, no, I am a graduate. I, I, there's nothing more for me to learn. If you want to be fruitful, you must get more enlightenment. Thank you. Go to the, if you need to go back to learning something, go and learn. If you need to read about it, go and read. The Bible says, get enlightenment about what you want to do. Anything that you are doing, do it in a special way. Package it in a beautiful way. Then the word of God in Proverbs 22.21 will become your portion. Can somebody read Proverbs 22.21? Proverbs 22.21. We are looking at the keys to fruitfulness. It doesn't matter how you start. But my brothers and my sisters, never you stand on the same point. Keep moving. Keep improving. Keep getting better. Because the world is moving. Proverbs 22, 21. Uh, what's wrong with my, my scriptures today? I'm looking for that place that says, See a man diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings and not before... Verse what? 21. 29, okay. Somebody please take it. Or the boy that found it out, take it. Proverbs 22, 29. Thank you. The Bible says, see a man. Now, that the Bible that is talking there, did the Bible say, see a Christian? You are not answering me, God. Did the Bible say, see a Christian? Did the Bible say, see a atheist? Was a man, are we together, is diligent in his business? The Bible said, you will stand before who? You will stand before who? 
Kings. Now, what a king and that word mean means ordinary. Who has another version? Proverbs 22, 29. I will read it for you. Show me someone who does a good job. Thank you. And I will show you someone who is better than most and worthy of the company of kings. That, 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 that must be good news. Yes, Please say it again, sir. Show me someone uh -huh. who does a good job. Thank you. And I will show you someone uh -huh. who is better than most. That is where I'm going. In fact, explains it perfectly. The Bible says, show me a man who does what? A good job. That's what we are looking at when we are talking about diligence. One of the keys this year is what? Diligence. A who does a good job? Because if I come to you and you don't do a good job for me, I will not come back. And the Bible said that man is better than who? Than most. In other words, when I compare what you are doing with other people, I prefer what you are doing. The Bible said if we stand before kings. Now, if I paint this place for the upper of uh, Ikorodu, this, if I have a place like this, and I go and paint it for the upper of Ikorodu, he is not going to pay me the same type of money that they will pay me if I paint it for anybody in Ghana. Why? Why is this so? Because I am now working for who? The kids. Why are people rushing for government's job? Because they know that the amount that they will get there is more than some other things. So when we are talking about fruitfulness, my brothers and sisters, make sure that you are also improving. Make sure that you are doing something that makes you better than others. So that the price for your value will do what? Will increase. You say, I'm here and here now, nobody will see me. It is somebody that will introduce you to somebody that will introduce you to somebody that will put you on the big stage. That is how those things are. Get understanding. Get enlightenment. What are, what are the other things? Yes, understanding is a big thing that we might not be able to look at today. For example, you are trusting God to meet your need. And yet, the Bible says you should give. And what you have in your hand is not much. I've seen people that said they wanted some, they, were, they did not have enough. I think it was uh, my brother, that said they did not have enough. And they were trusting God to say, God, give me something. Give me a car. Give me a this. And one day God told him that this bus that you have, that you say uh, is your best bus, carry that bus. Go and repair the bus very well. And go and sow it into the life of this ministry. And he said, I'm telling you that I, uh, this thing is very good. And I'm, he said, I should, God said, that's what you should do. And the Bible said, uh, said the Bible said, and he said, he took the bus, he repaired it, and went to sow it into the life of another person. And he was staying in a, for a long time without any bus. But by the time God was going to bless them, he blessed them with something better than they sowed. What is that? Understanding. Somebody else will tell you that you are stupid. Now, get me very well. You know, we don't talk about money a lot on this pulpit. We are not saying that go and bring everything and bring it here. But what I'm saying today is that if you want to be financially fruitful, we cannot bend the scripture. You must be ready to sow. If you don't sow, you cannot reap. The way in which you sow is the way in which you will We can't run away from it. I said, I don't want them to say that we are always asking for money. It's about your blessing. If the Bible says, always Give, bring the tithe into the storehouse. Then you must be ready to do it. 
If you collect your money, uh, 10,000 naira in a week, 5,000 naira in a week, and you want to drop 500 naira, and the devil says, this 5,000 naira that you have is not enough for you. How do you want to drop 500 naira? It's not going to be enough. The devil is only cheating. At the end of the day, you will spend more than that 5,000 naira, and you will go and borrow. Try it one day and drop 500 naira out of that 5,000 and see whether you will borrow or not. That's understanding. So we have to get understanding that some things are principles. So you see that sometimes people of this world, they are flourishing in certain areas better than us. It's not because they have Jesus, it's because they walk by the principle. Once you walk by the principle, you will get the reward. But the ultimate reward of salvation will never be your portion. Let us work with understanding. I have so many examples. I remember there was a time I was staying with my former pastor. And one day the man said, God has led him that he should take his money and give it to the church where we were going. And plus me, myself, and the wife, everybody would say, so you want the family to die? He said, no, that's what God is telling me. Well, we do not believe. This man took it. This is what I said. He said, it's what God is telling him. Not as if anybody put knife to his throat and said he should do it. He took it and he put it there. And the woman, uh, the wife was selling pure water. She had a freezer, pure water. Those days, they don't have all this such water. They would tie it in nylon. Long I'm talking about 15, 18, 20 years ago. She, eh? Ice water in her, thank you. So she was selling. From the day that the man started, he said he was going to do it maybe for six months or one year. From the day that the man dropped that thing, it looked as if, and they were staying in the barrack, it looked as if everybody that was staying in the barrack was only looking for one person, their house. If they want to buy ice water like this, they will leave every other place, they will come to their house. Who is doing that? By the time, the time he said, God has let him finish, they were richer than what they had when they started dropping the money. That's understanding. So, we have to get understanding. See, there is a level of fruitfulness you will never get if you are not ready to sacrifice. When God wanted to bless Abraham upon the blessing, go and sacrifice your son. You have to be ready to sacrifice. Then, there is a new level, and that's where I will stop. I won't go to the other thing. I will stop at there is a higher level. There is a higher level. Matthew 6, 33. Anybody can read it. Matthew 6, 33. He said, be concerned about everything else with the kingdom of God and what he requires of me. And he will provide you with all these other things. I think in James says, seek ye first. Yes. Is that not King James? Yes. Say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? Its righteousness. And all other things will be added unto you. That is what I call the higher level. You know, 633 says, before we got to 633, he said, people are looking for what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. He says, those things are the things that ordinary people bother themselves about. Say, you bother yourself about the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything will be added unto you. I call that the higher level. 
I've been listening to Bishop Oedipo recently for a while, and I've been following some things about his life. Recently, I heard him say that in his church, here, the ministry, he was talking recently, and I think I listened to the pastor. He said something, he said he has never, never come to the church before and say, hey, uh, God wants to bless you, so bring this amount of money. The Lord is leading you to bring, you bring maybe 20,000. You bring maybe 40,000. He said he has never done it. Are you together? That the God that he serves will supply all his needs. That he doesn't need to come to the church and say, we want to have a building project today. I'm adding this one. That's not how I put it. And so, uh, if I need 20 people to come out and do 20. He has never done it. You know why that is possible? Is because he is operating at a higher level. Now, God said, if you seek the kingdom of God, if you are trying, all you are doing for is to live to please me, to do my will, everything you need, I will supply. Let me give you an example. When you enter government service, if I become, okay, if you become the governor of Ogu State today, everything you need will be taken care of by Ogu State government. Two of us. Your children going to school, your medical expense, fuel for your car, house that you stay on. You are not going to cater for any for the four years or eight years that you are there. It's Ogu State government that will be taking care of it. Why? Because you are working for Ogu State. You know what God is saying here? When you work for the kingdom government, the kingdom will take care of your That's what he's saying. Anything you see in this world, they take it from the scripture, but they build a concept around it. So, the Bible says, seek God. It's a higher level. There's nothing wrong for you to pray for blessings. There's nothing wrong for you to pray for house. We are all doing it. We pray for finances. We pray for everything. But God is telling us now that if you make his business your business, he will make your business his that is the higher whether you, wherever you are working, whatever you are doing, whether you are a student, whether you are a pastor, whether you are anything you do, make God's business your business. And God will make your own business his what? His business. Then you will be fruitful. We will not look at other things. But please, always remember that for this um, things to happen the way we have outlined them. For everything to work the way we have put them, we must work in holiness and in what? Obedience. Deuteronomy 7, 12 to 15. Deuteronomy 7, 12 to 15. So you cannot be saying, God, bless me. If you are not living a holy life. You cannot be saying, God, Give me progress. If you are not living in the Deuteronomy 7, 12 to 15, as I round up. If you listen to these commands and obey them faithfully, then the Lord your God will continue to give you.
you. We love you. And bless you so that you will increase in number and have many together. He will bless your kids so that you can have some wine and holy oil. He will bless you by giving you a lot of cattle and sheep. He will give you all these blessings in the land he promised your ancestors. He will bring to you. No people in the world will be as richly blessed as you. None of you nor any of your life clubs will scare us. The Lord will protect you from all sickness, and He will not bring on you any of the dreadful diseases that you experience in Egypt, but He will bring them on all your enemies. Destroy every nation that the Lord your God places in your power, and do not show them any mercy. Do not worship their gods, for that will be greater. Do not tell yourselves that these people outnumber you, that you cannot drive them out. Thank you, sir. Everything that we are looking for, you can find it in this place. But the condition is that we must do what? Obey the Lord consistently. Consistently. Remember that Pastor said is a key to Yahweh. So, what have we said this morning? I want to wrap it up. Number one, we are blessed. As you sit down here, we are blessed. And the Bible says, when the Lord blesses you, nobody can curse you. So every one of us here is blessed. But even though we are blessed, fruitfulness is a product of the blessing. And at times, we need to activate it. We activate it by faith. We activate it by prayer. We activate it by studying the word of God. We activate it by the authority in our mouth. We activate it by action. So I want God to bless me, and I say, ah, God bless me, you make sure you are doing something. We activate it by getting more knowledge. Then we said we activate it by making sure that we are following the kingdom. We are doing kingdom business. But most importantly, you wrap all these things by doing what? Living a holy life and obeying the commandments of God. Nobody that is sitting here this morning it's not going to be. Every one of us that is here, the Lord has already promised that in the year 2021, He's going to make us fruitful. Now, the rod is in your hand. The rod is in your hand. The keys are in your hand. Build up yourselves. Believe what the word of God has said. Take action. Speak what you want to see. Know that men have faces. Our lives are in faces. So make progress one step to the other. Until the Lord gives you that very big miracle. Continue to experience the miracle one day at a time. And know that as long as you make God's business your business, He's going to bless you abundantly. That's what the word of God says. Let's be on our face and I think the challenge most of us have is not that it's in the process, it's not in any other thing. Many a times, what we experience interferes with what God is saying. So we find it easier to believe what you see than what you do not see. That's where the problem is. But this year, 2021, we have to tell ourselves that we will believe what the Word of God says above what we are seeing with our physical eyes. 
and we will make sure that what we are seeing with our spiritual eyes is in line with what the word of God is saying. So we are going to just take two prayer points. Number one, God, help me build up my faith. Help me build up my faith so that I will begin to speak your word in season and out of season. In every situation that I confront myself with, I will begin to speak your word and I will see the answers come. Number two, help me to make your business my business so that I will no longer be in charge. You will be the one that is in complete control. Open your mouth and get to come. Help me build up my faith and open my eyes of understanding. I want to see like you. I want to talk like you. I want to believe like your word has said. Starting from today, every day you wake up, begin to confess the word of God concerning your life. Begin to speak it to your situation. Begin to declare it to your circumstances. Show me what to do. Show me where to go. Help me, Lord. Now open your mouth and pray and say, Father, help me to make your business my business. Help me to make your business your business. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lord, we've heard your word this morning. We pray that understanding will enter into our hearts and the spirit of excellence will possess us that whatever we do this year shall be outstanding in Jesus' name. You will give us the grace to begin to activate those blessings that you have deposited in us in Christ Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say, O Lord, that as we go out in this new week, we will be extraordinary, we will be outstanding, and the grace of God will cause us to stand out in Jesus' name. We rebuke, Lord, every spirit of mediocrity, in the mighty name of Jesus, that we should deposit it into our hands. We flourish this week. We partner with you, Holy Spirit. Be the CEO of our life and cause us to see with our eyes of the Spirit those things that you have prepared for us for our today, for our future, and cause us to activate generational blessings for our lives and families in the name of Jesus. For everybody here this morning and everybody under the influence of my voice, Holy Spirit, we pray that we will make impact in our generation. We will make impact for God. We will make impact for the society, in the society. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Your daughter that you have used will release virtue upon her and cause her to be fruitful too in her ministry. In the name of Jesus. In this fellowship, we want to be fruitful. Fruitful as defined by you. The grace for fruitfulness will possess us as a ministry. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The cross of our calling is soul winning, evangelism and discipleship. In this, Lord, we pray 
that will receive grace for fruitfulness in winning soul for Christ. In the name of Jesus, we receive grace for fruitfulness in witnessing for you and in building up the saints for the coming of the Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. For those who are here this morning, when the trumpet shall sound, none of us shall be missing, none of us shall be found wanting. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we bless you because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus.